Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Will you dare to try? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was credited with saying far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in that gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. So with that in mind, what mechanical challenge did you wade into thinking, there's no way I can pull this one off, <laughs> only to find out that with perseverance, you got it done and you felt like, oh, 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 oh wow, I've got what it takes. I know you have a story to share, a technical marvel you accomplished, even if it was just perhaps changing a tire or changing your own air filter. We want you to come in and share that with us or call us this morning. You can come in, too, if you have to know where we are. 866-348-7884 is a number to call and share your story. 866-348-7884. You can call us with your fearful attempt that surprised even you. And here to help us out this morning, we have our own mechanical marvel, Tom Slick. Tom, good morning. Good morning, Robbie. It's more like uh, Tom Sick this morning. Uh-oh. <laughs> got a bit of a cough. <laughs> we got to hear about your Thunderbolt grease slapper here now. The question this morning for you, Tom, is Was were you ever at a point where the Thunderbolt grease slapper was doing something and you thought, wow, even though I'm an engineer, even though I spoke at the SAE Society of Automotive Engineers, I don't know if I should take this on, but I'm going to try something unique. Did you have that happen? I did. Uh, we had a 1990 Chevy Astro, uh, which a lot of people had, by the way. It was one of my favorite cars ever. Uh, we used to take it to Florida when the kids were little and just good family fun times, but uh, yeah, I used to do the front brakes, and I, you know, I'd change oil and things like that, uh, change the filter. And, but uh, one day I decided I needed to do the rear brakes, and so I took the wheels off and took the covers off and looked in there and thought, whoa, there's a lot of little <laughs> springs and gadgets and all kinds of little things in there. Maybe I better get a, a book. And so I went to my local. Uh, parts dealer. I guess I better not say who it was. That'd be an advertisement. But I bought one of those books. I can't remember who makes them, but they, they had them there for all the makes and models. I went in there and looked at the page, read it, and did everything it said to do. And by golly, it worked. Now you, <laughs> I was you, able to do it. And, and it feels good, doesn't it? Like, wow, I really, I really yeah. got this done. I, I really feel like I have what it takes. Well, I, gotta, I have my own little story. But before I share this, i got to tell you, you got that story. It's rolling around in your mind, and you need to share it. Because other people will be encouraged by how you took on something you didn't think you could do, and then you accomplished it. So you call us with your story, 866-348-7884 is the number to call in. Or if you're digitally gifted and you can do that digital thing, you can use 866-34-TRUTH. So... I have to tell my own little story. <laughs> now, mine didn't have to be a car. It was mechanical marvel on a lawnmower because I had this 
push lawnmower, and every time it had a you know one of those rope starters, Tom, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, and every time I'd go to pull on that rope starter, it about took my arm off. I mean, it <laughs> it, it seriously hurt. And naturally, I broke two or three of those little strings. And I don't know if you've ever tried wrapping up one of those little babies inside the the cover, but it became extremely frustrating. And finally, I said, you know, there is something wrong with this lawnmower because it was literally, it was going to break my arm if I kept trying to pull on that string because it would, it would actually fire in the wrong direction, you know, like those old crank engines, I guess, when Henry Ford was building them. So I went to YouTube, of all things, and I said, what do you do when you pull on your rope on your lawnmower and it about breaks your arm? And lo and behold, <laughs> for a Briggs and Stratton engine, here was this whole instructional video in great detail on how simply there was a little pin, a little 20 cent pin that was holding the flywheel in place that had been sheared off in a lot of these lawnmowers. And that throws them out of timing because of the way that the timing is oh, in yeah. that lawnmower. So yeah. all I needed to do to fix my lawnmower was to replace this little bitty pin that, that held the crankshaft to the flywheel. And it's and it, it gave me detailed instructions on how to do it, and I cannot tell you. There's no explaining how, how it improved my manhood <laughs> to know that the Christian, because you know, as a Christian car guy, you feel like such a poser out there when you got something you don't know how to fix. And then I, you know, I was like, okay, now I actually have been able to fix my own lawnmower. So that's the good news. But we need. Robbie, to, I got it. Yeah, talking about that lawnmower. Let me throw you a quick one here. I came home one day, uh, and my neighbor was cranking on his lawnmower, and I noticed a box sitting beside it, so I knew it was a brand-new lawnmower. And I, I, I pulled up, and I walked across because I felt sorry for him. He was all red in the face and sweating and had been cranking on this thing. And I said, look, I'm an engineer. Maybe I can help you. I don't know whether I can or not. But he said, this is the darndest thing. I just took one back to the store because uh, it wouldn't start either, and it's a brand-new mower. And so... <laughs> I looked under there, and there was a fuel shut-off valve. Ah. I went in there and turned it 90 degrees, and I said, try it now. It just fired right up, and he was like, sorry, I'm yeah, just a school teacher. A miracle worker. You know, <laughs> hey, but that's the kind of stuff, if you don't get out there and try, you don't say, gee, I wonder if I can figure this out, then you don't get to have the feeling of success. Well, how cool is this? In today's show, we want you to call in with your story of when you had that kind of success. Again, I'll give out the number, 866-348-7884. But, hey, Ford, <laughs> you're not going to believe, they have taken the term rice rocket to a whole new level. <laughs> they are using all these uh, new materials. that are They've gone so green that they found a way to use rice holes, and they found out all sorts of things that when you try to do things, it's amazing, and the money savings is like the old Henry Ford days. And we've got uh, Carrie Majeski, I believe is her name. She's the manager of sustainable and safety engineering with Ford. You'll like that, Tom, because you're a fellow engineer. She's going to be on with us coming up in the first segment. Then coming Great. up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, crowd for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Well, any child that came through Calvary Baptist Church's Sunday school class at one point in time went through the Eppersons, which the Eppersons were the, the founder of Truth Broadcasting was Stu Epperson Jr., but Stu Epperson Sr. taught high school Sunday school class for years and years at Calvary. And anyone that ever went through that class was taught a phrase I know every parent out there is going to appreciate. The phrase was, 
Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings conflict. I'll say that again, so (laughs) you might want to write that down. Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings conflict. Well, the disciple that Jesus loved, the one that he charged with caring for his own mother at the cross, that would be St. John, he put it to us this way. He said, now we know by this that we know him if we keep his commandments. He says, I know him and does not keep his commandments as a liar and the truth is not with him. Well, along those lines, last Saturday, my daughter, we're swimming in a friend's pool and they have a a diving board and she says, Daddy, I want to learn how to do a flip. And I said, okay, well, you and she says, I want you to do one. Well, here I am in my 58-year-old body. This was not a pretty sight, Tom. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, you got a 1.2. I, I, was, I don't know what they scored it. But I flipped, and my wife clapped. <laughs> wow. And my daughter said, I'm that's impressed. amazing. How do you do that? How do you? And I said, well, honey, you just got it. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to hit this. And I just kept saying, well, you got to try. You got to try. And she just stood there in fear on the edge of that diving board. Can you picture? Honey, you can't do it unless you jump. You've got to try to flip. And so we flipped in the water several times without going on the diving board. Then we get up back on the diving board and she would, but she wouldn't try. She wouldn't try. But eventually, guess what happened? She jumped and she did a backsmacker, but it didn't hurt that bad. And after about 20 other flips, she finally got it done. So sometimes the Lord gives us things that we're supposed to try and they look really scary and we don't know if we're going to jump off the diving board. The question is, how do you get that instruction? And so I have this well-known secret for people that know me (laughs) called the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer. And the good news is coming up at the end of the show today, I am going to share. Finally, many people have asked me, Robbie, will you share the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer? And I'm going to do that which will help us all, I think, well, all prayer will help you with that decision to dive off the diving board. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening, in spite of all that, to the Christian Car Guy Show, where we hope we're making a big improvement in the way that you look at your car, because we talk a lot about how to do your own maintenance, those kind of things. We have some great videos up at the website all about this Ford Green um, technology But also, we need you to call in with your story of what mechanical thing you tried and succeeded. 866-348-7884. we got so much show coming at you, so stay tuned. A lot of coming up. Maybe I should have had breakfast. A little brekkie could be good for me. No, no, no. Stay focused. Speed. Faster than fast, quicker than quick. I am lightning. Hey, lightning, you ready? Oh, yeah. Lightning's ready. I'm American made, Yes, it's the Christian Car Guy Show coming to you this morning. Live from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We are so excited because today we're talking about mechanical marvels that you did yourself that time wow i was stuck on the side of the road i had to change my own tire and i didn't know that i could do it but i pulled it off or maybe you had <laughs> something more complicated than that we would love to hear your story 866-348-7884 866-34-TRUTH with your mechanical marvel of course we do have one of our favorite folks tom slick with us today 
he's with JG Lubricant Services, so all in, in an engineer with oil on the whole subject of oil. So if you have anything concerning oil, by all means, you can call in with those questions today. But up next, we're pretty excited because Ford has, in fact, <laughs> brought a whole new meaning to the word rice rocket because we <laughs> they are building Ford Green. Sustainable materials make America's best-selling truck. Welcome, Carrie Majeski, who's a, a manager with Ford on the whole sustainable marketing materials. Thank you. It's great to be here. Carrie, tell us how in the world did you all figure out that we could use rice, rice hulls? Well, we have a lot of talented engineers that are looking to use anything that's either going to be waste or an agricultural product instead of petroleum-based or things that are scarce resources. So the latest of the inventions we're working on is a, is a plastic part, polypropylene. It's a bracket that attaches a wire harness to a body. Nothing, nothing real glitzy, but uh, they figured out how to make it out of 10% rice hull. 25% recycled polypropylene, and, and then the rest is virgin polypropylene. But it meets all the same specifications and performance as a regular bracket, and uh, we're doing it with better materials. That is so cool. And you've got all these different things. that It, it reminds me of the days when Henry Ford was using the crates to build the floorboards of his cars. You're just finding ways to use both inexpensive materials and very strong materials, but... I understand you guys are using recycling carpet? Yeah, yeah, lots of different recycled applications. Carpeting is a great one. So we, we take carpet out of the home, you know, things that would otherwise end up in a landfill. It gets to a warehouse where they clean it and turn it into nylon pellets, and then we mold it into powertrain components, cam covers. So it's a real high-performance plastic. And you can imagine the amount of bulk that, that then does not end up in a landfill. And our, our components behave just like the regular um, virgin material plastics, and uh, we've done a good thing for the environment. That is so cool. And one of the other things that people um, <laughs> have all kinds of landfills, you don't have to look very far to find used tires everywhere because what do you do with that rubber? But there are so many different applications, but share with us some of what you're doing with that. Yeah, there's. we have some um, gaskets in a few different locations of, across different vehicle lines that are made from a combination of recycled tire um, and soy oil that turns into a, a rubber that happens to be lighter and just effective, just as effective as an EPDM um, gasket, and, and it's uh, cost-effective and performs just like it should. So uh, another application where we've used a renewable resource, soy, combined with a recycled resource that doesn't end up in a landfill and come up with a good, good car part. Beans and tires. Sounds like <laughs> beans and tires. We also have a lot of soy um, in our seat foams. All our seat foams and headrests, and some of our headliners are made from, uh, um, uh, sorry, foam, polypropylene foam that that displaces some of the petroleum with soy oil, and that's a great thing from a, not only material perspective but a CO two emissions on a life cycle. We've reduced a lot of. CO2 from entering the atmosphere, and we're um, eliminating the consumption of some petroleum in the mix. So it's, again, win-win, and we have, haven't spent any more money, and we haven't sacrificed any performance of those parts. And then there's all these water bottles. <laughs> and, right. and I know, Tom, you, you got to get excited about that because water bottles, they got to have some petroleum-based stuff in there. you you got to know something about that, don't you, Tom? Well, I'm not a plastics engineer, but, yeah, the, uh, 
all of that is made from it's petroleum based. So it's great hearing about these uh, new products from Ford that Tell are us. making use of recycling. That's great. Yeah, can yeah, we're turning the pop bottle water pop bottles turn into uh, recycled um, nylon fibers that end up as seat fabric. So another another application that turns what otherwise would end up in a landfill into a, a car material. Now those pop bottles for those fo- folks in the south. Those are Coke bottles, <laughs> <laughs> okay, or, or soda bottles if you happen to be in the Northeast yeah, or out west. <laughs> you know, soft drink bottles. There, there's. Have you noticed, Carrie? That, but it sounds like you must be up there in Michigan based on that direct that I description. Am in <laughs> we call it pop up here. I understand. I understand. Well, you know, I always like to put engineers on the spot if I can. <laughs> Because you guys know the next cool thing that's coming. And, and I, I've got the press release, and of course I can read all the materials, but I'm wondering, what do you see on the horizon, Kerry, that would really kind of open the eyes of our listeners to go, wow, that's going to be cool when they get that done. What, what, what do you got coming that might, that you can tell us, you know, we don't want you to, you know, we don't want to have to kill you after the interview. <laughs> right, right. I, I'm not going there. No, we have a couple of things that I think are really interesting. One is um, looking at dandelions to make natural rubber. Um, rubber, as we get it today, is is kind of scarce on a resource. It's just all imported, and, and um, it's not always environmentally as friendly as we'd like it. So some, there's a dandelion that, that they're experimenting with to, to turn into natural rubber, which is cool. And another one that people, I think, get intrigued by um is looking at retired u.s currency so oh really <laughs> dollar bills that would otherwise be landfilled or incinerated oh, and really? we shred them and turn them into reinforcement and a plastic and our engineers are actually looking at of all applications a coin tray that could be made out of this plastic that includes currency so that's pretty cool that is so cool well god bless you i am so excited about the people out there that are thinking stuff like this all the time because there's no doubt that the, the neat thing is it saves us all money, but it saves the environment, and, and it's just, a, like you say, it's a win-win-win for everybody. So God yeah. bless you guys. Keep up the good work there at Ford. Thank you. We will. Thank you, Kira. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks. Well, you're wondering, what am I listening to? This is the Christian Car Guy Show with your host, Robbie Dillmore, and we're on today with Tom Slick, our very own oil engineer, who also is with J.G. Lubricant Services. But the question today is, when did you attempt that mechanical marvel that, man, you didn't think there was any way you could pull it off? You, you said, well, I've got to try to fix this. I don't know if I can do it. And you went out and you started to try. And the next thing you know, wow, it wasn't that hard. Maybe you got a flat tire or maybe your battery went dead and you didn't know how to jumpstart your car. You got a story. You can encourage, who knows, thousands of people today that you went and tried something, and because you tried, it's amazing how you succeeded. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. And I got to tell you about these videos that are ChristianCarGuy.com, not to mention the cat that's in pajamas. You might want to see that picture. (laughs) The cat's pajama prayer. We're going to talk about that coming up. But these videos that show you how to change oil, change a tire, my very own 11, my daughter when she was 11, now she's 14, changing a tire. All there at ChristianCarGuy.com. So much more coming up, plus the caller that's calling right now. We appreciate it. You call us, 866-34-TRUTH. Encourage. Every birthday bubble has a glory. 
Each abysmal failure makes a point. Every glowing path that goes astray shows you how to find a better way. So every time you stumble, never grumble. Next time you bumble even less. For up from the ashes, up from the ashes, grow the roses of success. Grow the roses, grow the roses, grow the roses of success. Oh yes, grow the roses, those rosy roses. From the ashes of disaster, grow the roses of success. Disaster didn't stymie Louis Pasteur. No, sir. Edison took years to see the light. Right. Alexander Graham knew failure well. He took a lot of knocks to ring that bell. So when he gets distressing, it's a blessing. Onward and upward you must press. Yes, yes, yes and up from the ashes. Up from the ashes. Grow the roses of success today on the Christian Car Guy Show. When was that time that you tried? That you thought, I don't know if I can pull this off. But you tried to change your oil. You tried to maybe try rebuild your transmission. Whatever it was. We want to hear that story. 866-348-7884. We do have Joe in Norfolk, Virginia. Joe, I'm so thankful you called in this morning. What have you got for us? Well, it's a pleasure to be listening to your show this morning. And I got a story I'd like to share, especially to all those uh, Ford F-150 guys uh, with the same problem I had. All right. I have a uh, 99 uh, F-150, and uh, several years ago, my uh, odometer, the digital readout, it would come on and go off, almost like it had a mind of its own. And here in Virginia, we have the state inspection, and it just so happened when I took it in there, it was off. So it failed the inspection. So I called around trying to get this thing fixed, and it was very expensive, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Wow. And I thought, my goodness, well, you know, what do I have to lose? I'm not really a mechanic. You know, I can change an oil or a tire, and that's about my limit. But um, I looked on YouTube, and I saw uh, some uh, the exact same problem. found out Ford was notorious for this problem uh, for the 99s. And uh, with very few tools... And for under $5 and about three hours of work, it showed me exactly how to remove that uh, um, the, the dashboard. And it showed me exactly what goes wrong in it. And I was able to heat that solder in those three little spots and suck the solder out and just put three more solder joints on there. And that's been two years, and it's worked perfect ever since. And um, I now was you really got proud it. of myself. That is so cool. I... I got to tell you, the, the crowd is going wild here for you, Joe. <laughs> that is just... I was so proud of myself about that. And uh, for all you guys that uh, aren't sure if you can handle that or not, uh, you know, and you have the same problem, do it. You feel so good about yourself uh, when you uh, give it a chance. It, it's not hard at all. And you, you bring out a wonderful point there, Joe. These YouTube videos, again, you got to be a little bit careful because some of them don't go you into do. the safety precautions. But some of them are absolutely out of this world outstanding of people that have experienced the exact same problem you have, and now they're going to give you the step-by-step on exactly how to do that. And, and in this case, I would say spiritually, Joe, that you laid hands on it. <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm going to tell you what. It, uh, it, it took a lot, you know. I think the money thing, uh, not wanting to dish out five or 600 bucks, you know, for a new uh, 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 circuit board probably uh, – 
it did the most good for me, you know. But uh, it, it was uh, it was so easy of a fix. It really was, you know. Looking back on it, especially so. That is well. Amazing. I enjoy listening to your radio station. I uh, and uh, enjoy listening to the rest of it. Well, God bless you, Joe. Thank you so much. And God I know you, you see how encouraging that is to hear Joe's story. How he took on this challenge. Now you've got one just like that, and you could be encouraging lots of folks right now. But in order to do that, you've got to call us at eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four and share how the Lord steered you through. A particular situation it may be that you got stumped and you had to, to go to lord in prayer that would even be better we need your encouragement you call us and you share now tom i know when it comes to actually the the whole system of you know you tom's with jg lubricant services which he advocates you know having your oil analyzed and in order to to get that analyzation done you've got to be able to draw the oil out with a vacuum pump which maybe you've never done that but you guys got a cool video on YouTube on exactly how to draw out that oil and get your oil analyzed, right, right, Tom? We do. We have one uh, for pickup trucks, uh, for uh, uh, what are called Class A motorhomes, big motorhomes, and also for uh, Class A semi-tractors. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's very simple to do. We, we, sell, the, we sell the pumps, and uh, the kit comes with tubing, and, yeah, you just go down the dipstick tube and suck it out. It's... It's, uh, it is. I. I. It's about ten minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm a, you might be thinking, really, Robbie, you did well. I. You know, I went to do it myself, and I said, well, hey, here's a video on how to do this. Why mess around and do it wrong when you can see how to do it right? So I'll watch that video myself. But we have Jason, who's in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's got a story for us. Welcome to Christian Car Guy Show, Jason. What you got for? Hey, us? thanks. Thanks for having me. So, um, yeah, I got a good story about. Um, when I was 18, I ended up getting a really good deal on a car, and um, it had about 60,000 miles on it, and I knew that uh, with that particular model car, because, you know, when you get a new car, you, you look all into it and try to find out um, everything about it, but I found out that the timing belt would have to be changed around that 60,000-mile uh, period, oh, yeah. Yeah. and um, so um, I had just got the car, and... Um, me and my girlfriend at the time were going on our one-year anniversary, and we were going to go downtown Charleston and find a nice place to eat. And we're on the interstate, and she asked me, you know, hey, what, what are you going to do this weekend? And, and I told her, well, I need to change my timing belt because it's about time for it to go. And not even, I'm telling you, not even 30 seconds later, <laughs> we're on the side of the interstate and didn't know what was going on, and I couldn't start the car. And the timing belt had broke. Wow! So, um, so that was a challenge for me. I ended up getting the car towed home, and I called the dealership to see how much it would be, and they said it would be around six thousand dollars for this car because it was an interference motor. So, I'm you know what that is, but yeah. for the other listeners, when you have an interference motor, bad things happen <laughs> when your timing belt breaks. But um, I ended up finding finding out how to how to fix the, the car myself, and um, it cost me about $500. Now, I had to, I had to pay someone to, uh, a friend of mine that had a machine shop to So, Jason, did you actually the valves, re rebuild the engine? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I took it all apart, <laughs> oh, and wow. I had to pull the pistons out, and <laughs> I had to tear the whole block apart. <laughs> and But, you know, just from that experience, it... Uh, 
it helped me so much, and I got to learn so much about those cars and those engines that um, I actually bought my wife a Passat, um, a 99 Passat that had a blown timing belt, so I knew the, the engine was blown, and, and so I bought her car for very, very cheap oh, um, sure. and took the engine apart and fixed it just like I fixed mine. So we got her a, a, a car with a, with a great engine now. And uh, so, you know, from that experience, I got to use that. Well, for, Jason? Yeah, so you, that, was, that was great. You are an encouragement to thousands of listeners today, I assure you who wondered if they could take on that particular situation. Well, God bless you, brother. I am so proud of you and, and so <laughs> excited you. about how the Lord's been teaching you the mechanics because some people are just gifted to do that, and um, that is so cool. Well, you know, that's an interesting transition to uh, <laughs> my appraisal by the Real Black Book today because, you know, one of those key ingredients in that, Tom, is that obedience brings blessing and disobedience brings conflict that we mentioned, well, it's the same thing with not changing your timing belt. Because when the manufacturer says <laughs> you're supposed to do that at 60,000 miles, they're not a kidding. And disobedience brings conflict. It's Tom's experience, but the cool thing is the Lord walked him through it, and he grew through the experience. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, my daughter was experiencing, this is a different kind of obedience, where your father's trying to get you to dive off a diving board and do a flip. And she's not really trusting me. She's thinking, I'm going to hit my head on the back of the board. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit my back on the water, all these different things. And you just picture my daughter. She's on the edge of this diving board, and she will not jump off to save her. I, I said, Honey, if you don't try, you'll never flip. At some point in time, you have to take your feet off that board. You have to push off and see if you can flip. So we, she comes back in the water. We try it in the water, and then she goes back up on the diving board. But I can't, I can't. And she goes back in the water. And this went on really for 30, 45 minutes till finally, Finally, she dives, and yes, she hit her back a little bit. That didn't hurt bad, she says, as she pops out of the water. She was back up on that diving board within a millisecond, I can assure you, and flipping again, and the next thing I know, Dad, will you take this and put it on Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) You know, a video of her doing this flip, which, again, she felt the confidence of having tried something and finally trusting her father enough to say, look, I've done this. You've seen me do it, which was, that was real ugly. But my wife clapped when I did the flip, she clapped, but she, (laughs) she finally got to the point that she trusted. Well, as we mentioned, John, the disciple was the one that Jesus loved. And this week, um, my boss actually, Stu Everson's writing a book about the words from the cross. And he talked about how, and this is a really cool thing to think about how Jesus asked his mother at the cross, this is your son. And to John, he said, this is your mother, which is a command, interestingly. And so John got to spend Mary's last years with him. And if you ever go to Ephesus in Turkey, there's a hill up above the church where Mary and John spent their last days. But think about it. Jesus got to spend all that time. I mean, not Jesus. John the apostle got to spend all that time with Mary talking about the person that he loved so dearly those 30 years. And so when you read this, this that John told us in First John, it listened to it in the aspect of realizing how much he knew about Jesus, how much he loved him. And he says, now we know, now, this, now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. Well, see, 
if you don't experience things with the Lord, then if you don't obey him, how can you find out whether or not you really can do the flip? <laughs> but so many times people are going, but Robbie, you say you hear from God. Well, obviously we can hear from God. He wrote the whole book of the, you know, he wrote the whole Bible. It's about Jesus. And there's lots of commandments in there, but sometimes you get special words from the Lord, that still small voice. And so how do you hear that still small voice? Well, a friend of mine, Paul Shelton, he recently wrote a book called A View from the Pew. And in, in that book, he talked in one chapter about, are you expecting a drive through God? In other words, where you just quick throw up a prayer and you expect something to happen? Or are you willing to really labor in prayer? And he talked about George Mueller, uh, John Mueller, was it George or John? I can't remember. But one of those guys, and he spent 95% of his prayer time trying to hear from God before he would spend the 5% of his prayer time praying that prayer. Well, actually, along those lines, before I was a Christian, back in 1988, I met my girlfriend at the time, and she said, well, if you want to marry me, you got to go to church. And so I reluctantly attended services at the First Presbyterian Church in Greensboro. And at the time, there was a guy by the name of Dr. Redhead, and yes, he had red hair. <laughs> and he was a pastor emeritus. And it was the first Sunday that I had, I had gone to church in probably 30 years. And I really did not want to be there. And I was not wanting to listen to this guy. But what he said was, he said, if God is really God, we don't need to use a lot of words in prayer. He said, God would know all that's on our heart. But what we need in prayer would be to listen for God's voice. You got two ears, one mouth. You need to relax and listen. And he taught us the five slam what I now call the five slam jamma cats pajama prayer. He said, you need to let go and let God. He said, now I want you to sit back in the pew and I want you to feel your toes and I want you to let go and let go and let God. And I want you to feel the skin between your toes. I want to feel your earlobes. And he took us through all these relaxation technique kind of things. And they said, I want you to feel your feet, and I want to feel your backs against the pew, and I want you to let go and let go and let God. And then the exercise continued. He said, now I want you to go to a special place that you know is the most peaceful place that you probably can ever remember. And I want you to go, and I want you to hear the water. I want you to smell the smells. I want you to relax, and I want you to let go and let go and let God. And then he took us to a second place that was as peaceful of maybe a field somewhere that you had sat at one time and smell the smells and feel the wind. And I want you to let go and let go and let God. And then he said, now I want you to picture that Jesus himself is walking up this aisle of this church and he sits down right next to you. And I want you to just simply listen. Well, (laughs) I thought that's the craziest thing I ever heard in my life, but it sounds cool. Because, again, I was not a Christian. I had no idea about prayer or talking to God. What does this really mean? But it was interesting to me. It made sense that if God was really God, I don't need to tell him anything. He knows all this stuff. But I do need to listen. Well, it wasn't long after that. My son at the time, who's now 35, but he had run away from home. And it was 2 in the morning, and I was terrified because we could not find him. And I had run out of all answers. I wasn't a Christian, but I knew the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer. And when we come back, you'll find out the results of that prayer. And we can hopefully hear your story on how God came through for you. We would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. A lot more Christian Car Guy show coming at you.
The voice of truth just seems to go with the Truth Radio Network. <laughs> In fact, that's my ringtone if you ever listen to my phone because, wow, if you could hear the voice of God, the voice of truth, how wonderful. I mean, how unbelievable, amazing is that? Well, when we left her hero, Robbie, <laughs> he was actually on the floor in his bedroom on his face because he was terrified. His son had been gone. He was eight years old at the time. It was two in the morning. He didn't come back from school. Nobody knew where he was. And Robbie had run out of answers. And so he didn't know anything else to do except try that crazy prayer that that Dr. Red-haired guy <laughs> had shared. And so I let go and I let God and I listened and I listened expecting to hear something. And when Jesus sat down next to me that night, he said, I've got this. Don't worry. And literally within 15 minutes, a police car pulls up in my driveway with my son in the back seat. And the policeman says, it's the strangest thing. About 15 minutes ago, I was driving on Lee Street in Greensboro, not a very nice section of Greensboro, and I saw this young man getting in a car that just didn't look right. And so I asked his name, and I saw that it was on the missing persons list, and here he is. And that began my journey of faith. That began part of what we're talking about, of, of being able to obey, because sometimes he's given me challenges, one of which was to start this radio show where through that obedience was bought this tremendous blessing. And I know that the Lord has probably put something on your heart right today, or perhaps you hadn't listened, or, you, or perhaps you can sit somewhere still today and listen, and listen to tell you something. But one of the great Christian fears, I believe, is someday arriving in heaven and for Jesus to say, I never knew you. Well, how cool is it that St. John tells us in that, you know, 1 John 2, 3, by obedience we know him. Well, that only makes sense. Because while you're walking with him in obedience, you're in communion with him, and you get to experience him. And a lot of times, it's just like you're standing on the end of that diving board. Will you jump? <laughs> and their father's saying, jump, Robbie, jump. I got this. You're not, you might smack your back a little bit, but it, it's all going to be cool. Ecstasy awaits, and blessing abounds. But disobedience does bring conflict. Now, Tom, I know you're sitting there going, Robbie, I, you're, you're about to die to tell me something that you've experienced along those lines, so go ahead and lay it on us. Uh, gosh, I was listening to your story. So <laughs> I put you right on the spot, didn't I? Yeah, I this, uh, this is a deer-in-the-headlights moment for Tom, but that's okay because yeah, he's I, recovering quickly. I can't even imagine uh, what you went through with your, uh, your son being you know, missing like that. Well, I'm the fact sure yeah, I've I actually had two or three prayer ex experiences like that before I came to Christ, before I finally trusted Him, and a lot of popes say, "Well, God doesn't hear the prayers of non Christians." Well, I got I, you know, I I have to honestly say I'm not sure that's the case because I had a couple of these different situations to where finally, um, He got my attention, and I He got my attention through the Bible, um, that I needed a Lord and I needed a savior and I really didn't understand some things. So that's, it's definitely in there, but I, I got to highly recommend. Now I should say that all this information is at christiancarguy.com. If you'll go to christiancarguy.com there, you'll see a, a cat in pajamas and guess what's right there. The cat's pajama prayer, actually the five slam pajama cat's pajama prayer. It's right there at christiancarguy.com as well as I mentioned 
There are several videos there as examples of how easy it is to do certain things like change your oil, flush your radiator, and even my 11-year-old daughter at the time changing a tire. Now, how could an 11-year-old have the strength to break the bolts loose on a flat tire? We show you there all at ChristianCarGuy.com to give you an example of videos that, like our friends that called in today, could give you testimony to the fact that there's a lot of things you may be able to do once you begin to wade into it, as long as you have, what, somebody to guide you, some set of instructions. And again, obedience brings blessing. But the thing is, you got to be careful that you're listening to the right voice. (laughs) How do you know what God sounds like? Read the Bible. The more you read the Bible, the more you get familiar with what he sounds like. And so that's a key ingredient, in my view, into being able to discern the voice of truth is by spending time in the Word. Well, we certainly appreciate so much you guys listening to the Christian Car Guy show today. Again, at ChristianCarGuy.com, you can find out all about J.G. Lubricant Services and Tom's Engineering with the oil. Uh, We certainly have all sorts of resources there, including the Jesus' Labor of Love, free car repair for single moms and widows in a crisis, families in crisis across the country. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Now remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years and now by this we know him if we keep his commandments keep his commandments this week thank you for listening